0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Men's Wear Style podcast. I'm your host Pete Brooker. On this episode, I'm going to talk to David Boyne, managing director of Bravado in the UK, and I'm going to pull a short clip from the website which you can find at bravado.com. Bravado lives at the crossroads of music and fashion. We understand the power of smart merchandising and we know how to create products that spark organic emotional connections between fans and artists our world-class capabilities have made us the leading provider of consumer lifestyle and brand management services around the world with teams in 40 countries we create a tailored approach for every project from creating new spaces in the market to bringing an artist's creative vision to life bravado is about building brands and legacies that live on beyond the music nicely put so that interview with david come and i really enjoyed it and as i mentioned in the podcast i get to take many trips down memory lane with david talking about bands that i love and we also dip into a bit of history and how early days of merchandising got started there's so plenty of takeaways and i can't wait to play this interview for you but before we get to david don't forget to check out the show notes man at menswearstyle.co.uk and we're on the social at if you want to tell us about your brand, maybe you want to come on the show and tell us about your journey, you can email us here at info at menswearstyle.co.uk. Okay. Let's get to it. This is a good one. I hope you enjoy it. Here is that interview with David Boyne, Managing Director of Bravado in the UK. Great. Well, it's my great pleasure to introduce David Boyne, Managing Director in the UK for Bravado. How are you doing today, David? I'm doing very well, Peter. Very well, thank you. Well, for those that can't see the Zoom call, uh, David is sat in front, one fantastic background, probably the best one I've seen on a Zoom call so far. So maybe you can explain it for us, please, David.
1: Yeah, it's nice. I've won an award before we even started, Peter. Um, the shot in my background is of uh, RS Number Nine Carnaby, which is the Rolling Stones store that we opened up three or four weeks ago. Um, it was a, a, an amazing experience. The, the, the press and media reaction to it was uh, was fantastic. Um, We're quite a long time in in, in the planning and the making, but uh, but a great project to be involved with.
0: Perhaps for the uninitiated, we can just start with a thumbnail sketch of you, please, David. And what is bravado, please? Yeah,
1: I I mean, just very briefly, Peter, my background is uh, is fashion. So uh, I've spent sort of 25 years or so working at Timberland and French Connection. I was in the jeans business for some time. Uh, Most recently, I spent seven really happy years at Ben Sherman as MD in the UK business. So I worked for some really good brands. Um, and then about 10 years ago, bravado came calling and I thought a move to that. Fusion of sort of music and fashion would be really interesting. So, who are Bravado? Bravado are owned by Universal Music, which is the biggest music company in the world, uh, and we are in essence they're, they're the merchandise arm for, for Universal. So, we have a, a, an incredible roster of artists. Um, I've mentioned the Rolling Stones already, um, but alongside the Stones, from a heritage perspective, we work with Queen, we work with Elton John, uh, Guns and Roses, Two Pack, etc amazing, iconic artists, um, but some brilliant contemporary artists as well. So currently there's activity with Ariana Grande, Billie Eilish has been incredible for us, um, The Vamps, uh, Shawn Mendes, um, I could go on and on, but but we we work with those artists uh, and we look after their merchandise um, rights. And, And in essence, we have four channels of distribution. So where our business began was selling product at live events. When you went to a concert and you see the merchandise, that's what we do. Although obviously that's pretty quiet at the moment and I'm sure we'll, we'll come on to that later. Um, we also sell into retail um, and, and literally in the UK from Selfridges to Primark, we have great relationships with these guys. So when you go in and you see music merchandise, that, that will probably be from Bravado. We do licensing deals. So we work with some really interesting third parties, people like Happy Socks, people like Dr. Martins, to bring together artist and brand collaborations. And the fourth element is e-commerce. So we look after about 70 um, web stores um, for our artists, selling obviously directly to, uh, to their fan base. So that kind of in, in, in a
0: nutshell is what Bravado uh, are and what we do. Thank you. Well, That all sounds quite the job. I mean, there's a lot of stores, there's a lot of clients and yeah. a lot of different, I guess, umbrella brands within the within the merch itself. So you don't just have like T-shirts or sweatshirts. You have kind of offshoots from that. Perhaps yeah. we can just have a look at the the one that you've launched in Carnaby Street. So that is a dedicated Rolling Stones one. Am I correct? Yeah. Yeah. And yep. what was uh, the, the stepping stones to getting this launch? please?
1: So I suppose we've done lots of pop-up stores over the last three or four years, Peter, and that's for a whole range of artists from Billie Eilish to to Kanye West and everyone in between. Um, But we started talking to Stones Management probably now a couple of years ago. Um, Obviously, they've got a really rich history, but perhaps starting to sort of look forward and have a look to sort of the future and some sort of legacy projects. Uh, And certainly a standalone retail store came up as being something that was um, really interesting and could be very relevant. I suppose the first uh, port of call was where would we want the store? Uh, we looked at airport malls, we looked at sort of different shopping malls but it kind of kept coming back to Carnaby Street just because if you look at that rich rich history that started off in the 60s and, and later on with the 70s with sort of Take Six and Village Gate and Lord John and uh, all of those really cool Uh, fashion stores that kind of started the fashion business in the UK Um, and the fact that it was frequented by Bowie and by The Who and by The Stones it just kind of felt it was it was the ideal um, venue for for the store Um, and then obviously we work really closely with management and the band to put together all of the plans ideas and designs that's both the design of the store um, and also product design as well And, and it's really important for me that that There has to be a real sort of integrity behind the store and it has to really reflect the band's DNA. So throughout the whole of the process, both the four band members and management really are heavily involved in the store. And I think that's really important. So... Progressed along, um, obviously sort of COVID has has, has, uh, put a little bit of an obstacle in the way. Um, Certainly one of the really disappointing elements that we couldn't have perhaps the really big launch that we would have liked under under normal circumstances. Um, But on the 9th of the 9th this year, um, it's 9 Carnaby, that's why we keep coming back to the number 9. So on the 9th of the 9th, number 9 Carnaby uh, was opened. The press we got was really quite incredible. and, and. I talk about it quite a lot that I think at a time that there's quite a lot of obviously negativity around Peter, I think both the press and lots of people within the world of retail congratulated us that coming forward with such a positive story in such a kind of challenging time, what was really quite powerful. So the press coverage that we got was, was ridiculous, both UK and, and internationally. Um, and, and the store's been open for four or five weeks and it's been a, a brilliant project to be involved with.
0: Fantastic. Well, I implore people to go down in Carnaby Street and to see the actual space itself, and if nothing else, have a look at the the incredible display units that you have on the front of the shop there. So maybe you can just talk a little bit about the process of how you got the window displays and some of the layouts.
1: Yeah, sure. I, I think when we opened the store or, or the planning of opening the store, Peter, the, the two elements in our mind were, A, we wanted it to be a boutique store, a little bit cool, um, a little bit perhaps of a journey for the customer to explore and discover things. Um, but the second thing, and, and retail you know, talks about it a lot at the moment, we wanted it to be an experience. We wanted it to be really experiential. We wanted the fan to really engage. So I think you highlighted on the on the shot behind me, you can see that there's a unique architect of the opening bars of, of the Stone's hit Painted Black, which is really cool. Um, and there's also an oversized uh, tongue logo that I'm sure most people will be familiar with. Is the logo of the band that's been around since the early 70s. Um, in, in fact, it was designed by a guy called John Pash. Um, and John has actually done some sketches of the tongue and they're in the store and available to buy, which is very cool. Um, and then other elements of the store, we've got um, album cover, wall coverings in the fitting rooms. So, so that's really quite, um, you know, I- exciting. And then one of the key things we wanted, actually, when you walk through the door, there's an incredible visual impact. We've got oversized um, media screens at the back of the store. And we work with a company called um, Treatment Studios, who actually do all the footage for the Stones live shows. We got them to put together um, an amazing um, video of about 30 minutes of content of, of the band throughout the years. There's some great sort of animated graphics, but more importantly, just some great um, footage of the band, both playing live and sort of various different documentaries. And it's it, it's just a great, as I say, impact of as you walk through, the, the, these screens hit you. One of the other elements that's really important as well, it's, it's all about the music. So just a couple of stories to share with you. Firstly, we work with the... Um, premium British speaker brand, Bowers & Wilkins, um, and they've supplied all the equipment for the store. And it's really important that when we're playing the Stones music in the store, that the quality is of the, the best possible you know, standard that we can achieve, and I think we've done that. But the other thing that we did, when we opened up on the 9th of September, um, the band had just um, released their remastered version of Goat's Head Soup. So what we did, actually, as I said earlier, we're part of Universal Music, so we work very closely with the team at Polydor, who's the label that that, um, Rolling Stones label. Uh, They actually produced a Rolling Stones red vinyl version of Goat's Head Soup. The only place you could buy it in the world was our RS number nine Carnaby store and online. And actually it created a great amount of buzz on opening day. So it's really important stuff goes back to the music. So although I look after the merchandise element of the business, it's really important it goes back to the music. And then just very quickly, just to finish off the journey in the store we spoke about sort of experiences, There's an amazing glass um, floor, so and we've got all sort of um, vinyl lyrics and song titles from the Stones, obviously, so that kind of really brings it to life. And then you go downstairs, and there's a mirror room and also a sound room with some amazing neon signs in there. So there there really is seven or eight elements of sort of uh, discovery in the store that really give you an opportunity for uh, experience. And, And what's so important today gives you that photo opportunity for Instagram and social media as well, Peter.
0: Well, it's it's great that I think retail is now wakening up to the fact that there has to be some kind of experience within shops, because I, I used to run an independent fashion shop outside of Cambridge, and I would say to my partners all the time, there is nothing more boring than just seeing clothes on a concertina. There's no, uh, you know, there's no real kind of takeaway value for people to come apart from try on the clothes maybe, but it's such an ask to get people to go, look, give up your time, come all the way down and just try it on and see if it fits you, rather than yeah. say, look we've got something really special going on here and I think you'll really dig not just what we're selling but everything that you're going to be experiencing and like you say it's going to be a real uh, investment of your time to go down and but you're going to be nourished by everything that you're seeing here and it, it looks terrific so I can't down there.
1: And I, and I think just to your point Peter I, I think you know the challenges for physical um you know stores sort of bricks and mortar stores is that because e-commerce is growing so rapidly um that physical experience needs, needs to have that point of difference. And I think if you're just buying a pair of jeans or a shirt, you can, you can kind of do it online. There's that convenience element to it. But I think to really experience, um, that, sh- that, 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 that shopping experience, if you like, I think bricks and mortar offer something different. But I think, as you sort of alluded to, the retail has almost got a responsibility to make that um that that journey and that shopping you know venture and experience that's enjoyable and it's not just about buying a piece of clothing queuing up at the till and paying for it
0: absolutely well i love the fact that you got the drawings by john passion there so i mean this was a guy that i think he if i've got the story right and perhaps uh perhaps you'll correct me on on this david they Well, uh, Mick Jagger said, look, I need you to do something. And he showed him something by shell and said, look, this is kind of what I have in mind. You know, it needs to be very simplistic. And then he came up with the the tongues and it was like a protest statement that he was like, this is what the kids will be into. They'll be sticking their tongues out, et cetera. And then it kind of took off and, I believe, uh, John then kind of sold the rights to that. Like he, I think he sold the rights for like 26 grand back to the Rolling Stones. So they now yep. like have complete ownership of it, but it sounds like if he's still involved with the collaboration and doing some, uh, original sketches for the store, then, uh, you know, they're still good friends by the sound of it, and I love that.
1: Yeah, no, it's, it's all good, and, and, and your story is pretty much spot on. I mean, as you say, sort of John designed it first back in 71. Um, it was first used, I think it was Sticky Fingers, wasn't it? It was, it was when it was first used. And, and I think, as, as I said earlier, you know we represent lots of artists and we work very closely with them, but I think something like the Tongue logo that enables it almost to, it's not just about being a great rock and roll uh, band, But it's almost become a lifestyle brand in its own right and we have lots of people who come in that may not be the biggest Rolling Stones fans They may not necessarily buy all the music But they just they, they know that the tongue logo is just a very cool exciting brand and they want to buy into it So actually what John Pash did you know in collaboration with with, with Mick Jagger many years ago has really stood the the, the the band in very good stead for the years since then yeah
0: do you have the original drawings there cuz I heard that they were in the VNA or are these kind of interpretations and and modern ones that he's done
1: Yeah no no they, they, these are, are sketches and, and and paintings that John has done literally over the last sort of uh, few months specifically um you know for, for to be in the store to uh, you know to to give our customers I I think what's really interesting c- Band fans love something that 's limited or unique, so John just did ten of these sketches they 're all numbered, and I think just the the the, um, the 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 limited appeal of it in itself makes them very exciting for the for the fan base to uh, to want to acquire
0: oh that's terrific well wow. yeah. <laughs> again, another reason to get down there and see these for, for absolutely uh, David is there any Uh, the future for the brand are we looking to franchise this particular store or are we looking to open up more stores with some of the other clients that you have under your umbrella like the Beach Boys will there be a Beach Boys store etc can you talk a little bit about that
1: Uh, I I, I suppose the short answer is who knows I mean obviously (laughs) we've opened up the store as I say there was a whole sort of uh, an amazing incredible um, feeling of support as I said earlier from from you know, retail and and from the press alike. I've definitely already had similar conversations with other artists who are kind of saying, is this an opportunity moving forward? I think, as you said, franchising could be an opportunity as well. I, I think really where we are is there's lots of opportunities. Let's really understand how big that opportunity you know opportunity could be moving forward and then you know probably over the next year or so we should start to have a think about what those opportunities could look like and obviously although I, I look after the UK business and, and Carnaby Street is very much sort of, you know, centred around London. Um not not just the Stones, but many of the bands that we look after have a truly global reach. So we're not necessarily just, you know, limiting this to to a, a UK opportunity, but what potentially could a store look like in New York, Milan or Sydney? It
0: would look great.
1: Um, <laughs> so 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 really exciting opportunities. And, and then we shouldn't forget as well e-commerce. And it is interesting that with, that with sort of COVID, um, Peter, that, that when, we, when we first opened the store, kind of we were very much about how do we bring the world to Carnaby Street to see the store. But obviously that's kind of flipped over the last six, nine months. So it's more about really how do we take Carnaby Street to the world rather than how do we bring the world to Carnaby Street. So actually e-commerce has become a really important part of our important part of our strategy for the store Um, and although the product is exclusive to rs9 rs number nine carnaby that that straddles both the physical store and our e-commerce store as well so it enables people that particularly who can't get down to london or come to the uk at the moment can still access the amazing product that 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 we have on offer
0: excellent and yeah it's it's pretty easy to do i mean i went on to bravado.com and just clicked through the client list and went straight through to the shops of the different clients had a look at yeah. the uh, the Elton John merchandise which I loved yeah. I do hope there is a beach boys store though because I love the fact that Mike Love gets on stage and wears a beach boys cap like he's always, okay. <laughs> like he doesn't really know what band he's supposed to be in or something but it's like this is this is just him going I am all I am a company man I love the band I love the merch yeah. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, I'd I'd love to see something like that happening. I will make a note just just for Peter Brooker. <laughs> yeah, if we can get some, and Mike Love can come down and like and open it up, that so that would be terrific. You've got it all planned. I have, yeah, <laughs> in my little in my little mind. Um, so, how does it work with clients? Do uh, maybe you might have a little bit of insight? Do do the clients kind of reach out to you, or do you generally make the approach to artists? and say, look, you know, we're doing this over here. Would you like to come and join us? You know, this is an opportunity we can offer you. Kind of, yeah. what's, what's the dynamic there?
1: I, I think there's a mixture of things. You know, sometimes we'll have artists reach out to us um, particularly perhaps if they're, they're newer artists, you know, uh, starting on their journey. Um, but we've obviously got lots of experience and expertise within our A&R brand management team. Um, so more often than not, you know, we whether it's a, um, a slightly more sort of mature act, if you like, that, that we want to go after, we feel would be a great addition to our roster, or whether it is someone new that's coming on the scene that we feel could really, again, add, add value, um, we will speak to... You know, usually their management team, and start to share with them what we think we're capable of, of helping deliver. Um, being part of Universal Music um, definitely helps. We have a, a really nice internal relationship with all the labels. You know, with EMI, with the guys at Ireland, with the guys at Polydor. So that definitely helps. Um, but I think, I mean, we are the biggest music merchandise company in the world, Peter. And I think. You know, to me, actions speak louder than words, and I think what we do in the marketplace, and it's not just you know we keep going back to the Rolling Stones store, but our relationship with retailers. So I mentioned you know literally it goes from Selfridges to Primark, but just this week we we've got an installation for Bob Marley uh, in Selfridges, which yeah. uh, coincides with his what would have been his seventy fifth birthday. Um, look, looks incredible, and it's it's about. Um, being respectful, I suppose, to, to his legacy, but allowing a new generation of fans to buy some really cool product. Um, we've got some really great imagery in the store. So again, on on a smaller scale than we've been talking about in Carnaby Street, but just a, a, a smaller opportunity to kind of experience what 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 Bob brought to the world through his music. Um, so I think very much it's about what we can deliver, and, and that, that 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 would attract hopefully other artists to, uh, to you know to our roster.
0: Interesting. I was going to ask a tangential question to that. Do you have any control or in terms of other people doing their own merchandise? I mean, like, so for example, let's take the Rolling Stones. They're a very iconic logo and a very iconic brand. Mm. Do you find that other people are going, well, I can just put this on Redbubble and I can print my own t-shirts and stuff like that. Does that kind of fall under your remit? Or is it somebody else going, hold on, we've got to keep an eye on everyone here because they're all trying to you know. Mm. Uh, take liberties with our license
1: yeah so, so uh, unofficial um counterfeit bootleg you know um product is, is is a challenge for us and for the artist um i kind of suppose it started off many many years ago with people selling um bootleg t-shirts outside of venues um but that's obviously become much more refined particularly over the last few years you know via the internet um so we 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 at bravado are actually part of an industry body um that we sit alongside of all of all of our competitors and work collectively to try and take down both online um counterfeit product and physical so whether that may be in a retail environment maybe doing raids um on other printers um we work with legal guys um so, so there is a whole sort of team of people out there trying to uh Work towards you know having a a a, uh, bootleg free sort of uh, you know landscape. It's very difficult. It's it's very challenging, and you feel sometimes you know the more product you're taking down, the the more is going up. But but it's something we're very aware of. We work very hard to eradicate the issue. Although I'm not sure we'll ever get to a zero position, but it's very much sort of a a continuing work in progress for us, Peter. Yeah,
0: I'm glad that you said that you have to collaborate and work alongside other people because I imagine if this was just your gig. Or it kind of fell under your jurisdiction. Your your inbox and your Google searches would just be twenty four seven, right? So yeah, yeah. well, well, particularly I think. I mean, obviously, there's there's other merchandise
1: companies that represent other artists, and I think you know when you've got an unofficial. site any e-commerce site selling some of bravado's acts and some of other people's acts i think if we can work in collaboration and work together it just becomes a much more powerful conversation and invariably we just get a more sort of positive result at the end of the at the end of
0: the day yeah and david do you notice also any upticks in terms of the merch when certain clients in your portfolio will have a film out or maybe a biography so we had Elton John recently doing Rocket Man and The Queen and the Freddie Mercury story. Do you kind of see these coming down the pipe and going, oh, this will be fantastic for us? Yeah. Yeah. it's almost
1: like we'd rehearsed this, Peter, because I think the Queen uh, example is an incredible example. So we've worked with Queen management for many years. We have a great relationship with them. But what happened about um, Bohemian Rhapsody a couple of years ago has taken the band to, to another level. So we had, um, I, I spoke before about what we've done with pop-up stores. So we actually had a, a, a pop-up store towards the back end of 2018 when the film came out. Uh, and it was open for, for three months. It was some pop-up activity that we do is for very short term. It literally may be for two or three days. It may be around the release of a record. And it may be, honestly, about more of a, perhaps a marketing um, uh, exercise that, that, than from a revenue perspective, which is great. But actually, the Queen pop-up store with, was both. It was a great marketing opportunity, um, but but the it, it was financially really, really successful. And like I spoke earlier, we made, Sure, that there was kind of a journey there. So, we had uh, Roger Taylor's drum kit downstairs. Um, we had a tattoo um, artist downstairs doing queen tattoos. We worked with Madame Tussaud. So, we had um, Freddie's waxwork model in the store. So, there were some really, again, cool elements within the store, but it was super successful. However, on, on a wider scale, I, I think the film didn't just kind of absolutely. Um, rejuvenate the the band from us from a merchandise perspective, but it really uh, accessed a a younger generation. And when we'd get people coming into the store, you know, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one. That knew a lot of the Queen songs, but didn't really know that, that they'd been sung by Queen, and they didn't really know who Freddie Mercury were, which, which I find quite incredible. But you know, it, it's a different generation. But so there was a real education that went on. And since the film, as I say, there's a, 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 a it's not just sort of that slightly older audience that has been you know followed Queen for, for for their many successful decades, but a younger audience that's really buying into the product as well. So I think to to answer your question, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. When there's major activity like a film and, and both Elton and Queen are great examples, it, it really does raise sort of the, the awareness of the band. And that's only a good thing for, uh, you know, for, for, for Bravado and, and therefore the artists as well. Yeah,
0: it's interesting. I hadn't actually really thought about that. In terms of the queen, I mean i remember i 'm old enough to remember Freddie Mercury dying, but we 're kind of in a generation now where those are that 's perhaps lost on people because that, obviously they weren 't around to to live it. I do mm-hmm. remember my uncle Graham asking my dad because them two worked together in in construction, and he asked to take the day off work so that he'd go to the funeral and mm-hmm. I grew up thinking that my uncle Graham must have known Freddie Mercury to go to the funeral, but of course it was just. Public parade.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and it's interesting, you know, because um, you know the the band have been going longer since you know, sadly, uh, Freddie's death than, than they were beforehand. But it, it's interesting. I was, I think, it was last year I saw them in in uh, New York, obviously with Adam Lambert as the frontman frontman. Front, man, front man. and, and they still, you know. They, every song is a great song every song is a hit and, and it's still a great band to watch and, and and you know and and i love being involved with them it's uh and and just as i say that whole sort of you know rejuvenation if you like over the last couple of years has been great to be a part of it
0: i think that would be a great idea to get a queen store up and running uh kind of like a little caveat to to uh, the rolling stones ones that you got there i mean yeah who who wouldn't want to come down and see what's going on in the Queen store? I mean, they had the, the We Will Rock You. I was lucky enough to go see that. It doesn't feel like a band that really wants to leave any money on the table either. It's like, well, if there's an opportunity, then why not? We, yeah. We've kind of got to make the most of things. Um, so also, talking about bands and artists bringing younger generations together, you said you had Billie Eilish on your books, handling the merchandise for that. So the, she's obviously got the new No Time to Die single out for the James Bond film. I mean, was she already on your books before then and then she was announced or the other way around how did that work
1: Yeah, no. um billy eilish has been working with bravado probably i'd say for a a couple of years now Mm -hmm. um it 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 was quite incredible from my point of view how how she went from fairly sort of um low awareness to, to becoming overnight she absolutely exploded um although, you know, I I, I don't know Billy personally. She's managed by our brand management team over in the US. Um, I, I think, you know, she always just comes across as such a um a woman in, in, in charge of her, her own destiny, um, and although you know we've done some really great projects with her, and, and this is I, I actually isn't just for Billy Eilish this is for everyone. But it's really important that the bands that we work with are always in charge of what we what we do. It, it, it's their brand and it's their DNA and it's their persona that's being you know shared with the public, um, and. and Billie Eilish is very much one of those artists. It's very important to her that, you know, the the image that that she's portrayed is very true to what she stands for.
0: Yeah, I I I had a quick nose on her portfolio because you can find all this on bravado.com. You can click through the artists and go through the merch and some of it's really creative. So there's I, I think it looks like a lilo, but in her kind of slunk raised shoulder position. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. You know, these are these are really innovative products that are kind of really align in, in some quirky way with the artist or band. Yeah. Uh,
1: and and that's, again, another important thing that hopefully we deliver for our artists. You know, I, I think you kind of alluded earlier that it's not just a T-shirt anymore, not just a basic product. So so literally, you know, I, I always say to artists that that anything that has a merchandisable value, we would be interested in, in delivering. So although most of our product is still driven by apparel, particularly sort of sweatshirts, hoodies and, and obviously T-shirts, we do lots of different product jewelry accessories um you've mentioned lilos, you know notebooks stationery um uh, you know we've done some really weird and wonderful um alcohol um, skis, lots of different product categories um and I think that it's that as you said earlier that 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 creative design element that we can hopefully bring to the party that that allows the the, the fan base to really engage with the artist that's awesome uh, fantastic
0: yeah. uh, well, David, uh, I really recommend people uh, head down to the store. I'll be going down as soon as I can. Um, but likewise, the e-commerce site is also a lot of fun because you can click through. I mean, there's just a huge plethora of artists that, I guess for old and new, like for me, I'm kind of, I feel like I'm a bit of an old soul. And so I like the, the looks of the Jamiroquai. I like the looks of the Pet Shop Boys. And you can have yeah. those around and feel like, oh, yeah, it's always just like a very nostalgic walk down memory lane for me Yeah, um, having a look at some of these. Uh, I was going to ask... Um, is there any chance that you'll be, say, like if I'm Joe Blow and I come into the shop and I'll be having a nose around the sections of the Rolling Stones, that I might look over my shoulder one day and see Mick just kind of pilfering through some of the stuff and making sure everything's in check? Who knows? <laughs> Who knows?
1: Well, well I, I, I suppose to give you a real-life example of that, um, Ronnie Wood came down to the store literally last Thursday. Um, you know, we, we, we were open for business and he came in with uh, – you know, with, with his wife Sally. Um he it's the first time he'd been to the store. He absolutely loved it. Um stopped for some pictures. And actually what was really cool, um I don't know if you're aware, but Ron is really into his art as well. He produces some fantastic art. So while we were downstairs and we were next to that big, the big rigged tongue you can see on my background, we've also got one downstairs and he actually signed it kind of like rock and roll style. You know, Ronnie was here 2020, which is really cool. So it's not just like an Instagram moment now. It's a super Instagram. moment. <laughs> so literally that's a real life example where customers did turn around and Ronnie Wood was right behind them. So it kind of watched this space, you know, but, but, but it really does happen,
0: yeah. I love that. I, I, I went to uh, Philadelphia uh, last year, and up on top the steps where Rocky does his run, and there's yeah. uh, the Museum of Modern Art up there. So I, I asked the girl, I said, "Does Sly Stallone ever come here?" She goes, "He was here last week." And I just like, oh right, I'm I'm going to set up camp. I'm going to just stay here. <laughs> <laughs> so I love the idea that people uh, like can just walk in anonymously like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. So. I I think it's important and and it's interesting you know that 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 the artists are kind of like um you know, reachable and, and, and touchable, and, and and you know, we we spoke briefly before about pop up stores, but I think it one of the things that I, I love about pop up stores. Obviously, music because so much of music is now streamed, it becomes you know v- virtual and digital. But when you have a pop up store, you feel that, and, and many of the pop up stores, you know, artists do do come to. So we did one last year with Slipknot uh, and the band were there. We did one with Young Blood, and 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 um, you know, he came along and loved it. But I think when fans can really engage whether it's either with the artist or with the product and there's something tangible and also interesting with each other so when they're queuing up and some of the queues the, the lines we've had for the pop-ups go for literally miles they've been bananas but I think for fans to engage as I say with product and each other makes um, you know our, our business really rewarding because they, they can engage in a way perhaps they, they don't in, in the same way with music because as I say most of it is stream so so I think that ability to engage and and react reach out to to you know to the artist and the product make makes it really quite a you know quite a positive experience
0: yeah and you never really know what you're going to get as it were yep. if you were to come down I love the fact you're in Carnaby Street David I, I just feel like this evokes the spirit of Carnaby Street I mean I you had the likes of, so people that know the history of Carnaby Street know that it really, like you say, it really was the bands that kind of spearheaded the mod movement and the subculture that was going on against Savile row at the time. I mean, you had like the, the Apple store as well. I'm not sure if that, that might've been on the corner and they, you know, you had, Brand stores like Pussy. Gal- Sorry
1: to interrupt. You know, you do know several people who are listening. When they hear you say the Apple
0: Store, they're oh, yeah.
1: thinking <laughs> it, it was a very different store than, than the one that you're thinking of.
0: Yeah, they weren't giving away free iPads at this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were, they were getting their logos painted over by the council. That's what happened to that store a year later. Um, but it it really does kind of bring back that legacy and, and how important that street is to London. And yeah. Um, I'm so glad that you're bringing this to Carnaby Street, and I think it's fantastic. So, thank you.
1: And, And I would, you know, as I said earlier, you know, retailers have come up to me and said, "What you're doing at a tough time is is brave." and bold and brilliant and and it's really great that they're they're kind of appreciating what we've done um that, that you know is it a, a tough time for physical retail and and but it does feel like a, you know a really positive uh, move that, that you know all of us at universal music and, and bravado were very very proud of delivering for uh, you know for, for the band you know for the rolling stones
0: Well, I'm excited. Um, Thanks so much for coming on and taking time out to talk about it, David. It's bravado.com is a place that you can go check out online. Uh, Bravado USA. I've got an Instagram link so that people can check out some uh, other options over there. And uh, in the meantime, uh, take care of yourself and hope to see you soon.
1: That's great. Thanks a lot, Peter.
0: Thanks, David. Well, how about that? The whole history of the Rolling Stones logo is just crazy. It's worthy of a book in its own right. And I can't believe they've got the drawings down there at the store. So if you're in Carnaby Street, make sure to check that out. In the meantime, yeah, check out the website also, bravado.com. Treat yourself or your loved one. Make sure you're supporting the good guys And so thanks for tuning in. That's it from us for this week. If you like what you're hearing, leave a review. It does help our egos around here. And until next time.